chapter is going to present for us the resurrection of Lazarus. Now, we haven't been talking about this, but John is very well defined about the signs that he describes. Can you, some of you have done this, I think, but can you come up with uh, the signs? What was the first main sign Jesus did? Water to wine, then what? Nobleman's son being healed, then what? Yeah, healing that lame man. Then what? Feeding the 5,000. Then what? Walking on the water. Then what? Healing the blind man. And now what does this make? The seventh sign. There are seven signs, if you don't count the resurrection of Jesus himself. Seven signs that Jesus did. And uh, this one is the climactic sign prefiguring Jesus' death and resurrection. Um, So, but here's the situation. Um, Lazarus is very sick Jesus is a good family friend to Lazarus whose sisters we know about they're Mary and Martha and they have word sent to him that the one whom you love is sick and um, when Jesus hears that he says something sort of interesting he says this sickness is not to end in death but for the glory of God so the son of God may be glorified by it Lazarus's sickness and his death actually provides a platform so that God's work can be performed in his life and you might think about that if Lazarus had known that his sickness and death would give God a chance to be glorified in him I'm sure he would have chosen that Would it not be good if all of the trials that we face were opportunities for God to display his work and glory in our life? God's purpose 
is to use us and to make us holy, not necessarily to make us happy. So, Jesus says, this sickness is going to result not in death, but in God's glorification. Then it says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and he stayed two days longer. (laughs) Now, I think he says he loved them so that we know that the reason he stayed two days longer was not complacency or a lack of concern for the family. He loved the family. He's got a special reason, and he's staying two days longer before he starts back, even though Lazarus is very sick. Um, One thing I'm going to mention, this is going to lay the groundwork for uh, uh, chapter 21, which I doubt that we'll get to, uh, but I will sometime. It'll be on my sister's website at any rate, I'm sure. Um, And that is in verse 5. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Do you hear people talking about the difference between, they say, it's kind of not parallel, but agape love and phileo love. It's not parallel because agape is the noun and phileo is the verb, but whatever, that's what I hear it said. Um, Well, in verse 5, he loved them, that's agape. In verse 36, the Jews said how he loved them, that's phileo. Tons of things like that throughout John where they're used interchangeably. There really isn't much difference in the semantic range between those two terms. And I think improper to try to form some point based upon the difference of those two words for love. We have synonyms for lots of stuff. So you might remember that when we come to chapter 21. Um, Comments or questions down through verse 6? Alan? about all I know about Greek, so don't ask me anything else. Alright, verse 7. Jesus said to his disciples, now let's go to Judea again. They don't like that idea though, why not? They were trying to stone you when you left there, don't think it's a good idea for you to go back. And Jesus said, well there's no danger if you do God's will. You know, there's 12 hours in the day, you walk in the day, you don't stumble. You walk in the night, you stumble. So you can trust that if you're walking in God's will, everything will be okay. You can trust God. Now, it's not saying that there's never a time you might be killed. Jesus was. But it's according to God's will and God's plan. It's okay. You just walk in the light and God will take care of the rest of it. And he said to him, look, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep and I've got to go wake him up. They really don't want Jesus to go. What do they say? He'll be fine. Yeah, it's good. You know, sleeping's a good sign. He's probably taking a turn for the better. That's probably why he's sleeping. He's sleeping at all. They really don't want to go. Jesus said, look, Lazarus is dead. That's what I mean. You know, he was, he was sleeping in the sense that for the Christian, death is sleep. You, you wake up in the resurrection. Of course, this resurrection is going to be soon. So it was going to be just a long nap. Um, but he says, you know, he's, he's dead. And I'm glad... For your sakes that I was not there. Of course, if Jesus had been there, Lazarus probably wouldn't have died. But he was glad he wasn't there so that he had died. This is going to build their faith when Jesus goes and raises him from the dead. Well, so he's got to go back to Judea. You know what the Jews were trying to do? This is bad news. What does Thomas say? 
Yeah. That's go-to. Well, die with it. What do you see in Thomas? Yeah. He's very negative, but he's loyal. We'll go. We'll die too. He's kind of a pessimist. You know, but he has raw devotion and courage. If he's going to go, we'll go with it. I think that's a good attitude in many ways. He doesn't exactly have much confidence in what's going to happen, but he's willing to sacrifice himself for the good of, of the master. So uh, it's kind of Thomas anyway, sort of the pessimist. Comments or questions through verse 16? Brigham. Well, what I like about Thomas is he basically says, I'm going to resurrect him. And Thomas thinks this journey is going to end up in, in, in everybody dying. <laughs> I mean, That's Thomas. That's the opposite of what Jesus Pretty, pretty well applied. He says, and he's dead. I'm going to go wake him out of his sleep. He's supposed to take him out, except I'm going to go resurrect him. Yeah. I mean, still doesn't mean he's not going to die. He didn't say he was going to resurrect Thomas. <laughs> 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 but Jesus is saying this, this, this journey we're taking is going to end in, in God showing glory and in resurrection and in life. And Thomas Thomas adds it in our death. Yeah. Tim. This will be the first time or the last time that Jesus doesn't be really obvious in the disciples because he missed it. So. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do too. Roger? Um, how are we supposed to see the characters in this story? Uh, we'll come in contact with Mary, we'll come in contact with Martha. Um, are we supposed to see them as people, as faithful people, people who trust the Lord? I don't know. Like, yeah, I think so. I have, I have a hard time. Uh, is this supposed to be a building of the faith of them? Like, I don't know, Thomas' attitude is like, I'm going to do God's will. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it anyways. You know, uh, and that's kind of very, I don't know, is this supposed to be like an event that really hits him and say, you can really trust the Lord? I don't know. I mean, you know, Thomas has loyalty. I think we have to give him credit for that. He's just not a very optimistic guy. Um... Maybe he should have understood more. I don't know. Mary and Martha, I think, show a lot of trust. I mean, I think they're positively presented. Nobody has the full, deep understanding of Jesus. He is revealing himself more fully than this. Chris? If he left right when he got the message, he'd have still been dead two days. You're correct. Yes. So it really didn't keep him from dying. Ben? I think we learned a very good lesson from Thomas about how far being willing just to, to do what is you're supposed to do 